Okay. That's right. For the remainder of 2023, in fact, which only has a few more days in it. My God, it is what? When, uh, Thursday, excuse me, December 20th. I can't believe this is our third day in a row. I can't believe they keep inviting us back. And you're very fortunate to end 2023 hanging out with, with Ty you? Butler. With Ty Butler. That's He's to my right. Pat O'Keefe. That's the voice you hear right now. Um, third day together. They keep inviting us back. Anthony hasn't kicked us to the curb yet. Neither has Jacob, despite you throwing him under the bus vehemently oh, yesterday. I got a lot of flack for I that. I bet you did. Social oh, media. I bet you did, Panama Red. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob said he had his, his homies hitting him up. Like, yo, why he doing you like that on the air? Oh, What's whole, up? My whole Twitter timeline. It was just like adding me. The whole company. And oh. then the, the beauty of the K-Show, since they're so popular amongst like the podcast audience, you'll get tweets at like 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning people catching up to it and they're like Ty man why'd you have to do him dirty like that but they don't understand we got me and Jacob have a great relationship go back so a long ways yeah we go back a long time so we're able to have some we're time. all good here it's great to be back alongside you uh, we got some football tonight right here hey! do we actually have we football? do have some football we've got a playoff team with Joe Flacco as its quarterback the Jets the Jets oh. are playing in the game. Oh, no, <laughs> I think all, you said all. a playoff team with Joe Flacco. Yeah. Could have been the Jets. It could have been the Jets, perhaps. If Joe, if only Joe Flacco had reached out to the Jets when Aaron Rodgers was lost for the season and oh, expressed yeah. interest in playing for them. Flacco behind this Jets offensive line would not have worked. We talked about that a lot on Tuesday. We don't need to rehash that. But we'll talk a lot about the Jets game tonight as they're in Cleveland to take on the Browns, who can punch their ticket to the playoffs with a win. Rich Samini will join us, I think, from Cleveland at 4 o'clock to preview that game. Um... The Knicks, we spoke a lot about them yesterday, the start of a important and a challenging three-game road trip last night in Oklahoma City. Now they're on to Orlando, where they play the Magic tomorrow, and then they wrap up the calendar year on Saturday in Indianapolis against the Pacers. But last night, the Knicks lose to the Thunder, 129-120. to The Thunder are one of those teams that, unless you're a basketball Junkie, this time of year, you probably haven't locked in on them a lot. They're a really good team. They're 20 and 9 right now. You saw that on full display last night because I look at this game in in some ways this was a classic Knicks game, right? The the descriptions and the descriptors used to describe the Knicks are gritty, tough, grinded out. And I felt that the Knicks exhibited those things to stay in that game. They fell behind by 17 in the second quarter. They got it tied in the third quarter at 81. They were down by one point midway through the fourth quarter. And then ultimately, Oklahoma City outlasted them. I'm going to be honest, man. And I didn't think that I would come on the air today and say this. Uh, but that's a bad loss for the Knicks. It's a bad loss, do you think? All right, huh? so if going into this game, I told you the Knicks would lose by single digits uh, to the Thunder, I wouldn't label it a bad loss. I'd say, you know, OKC's got the fifth best record in the league. They're 12-5 and five at home with one of the most exciting, not just young, but the most exciting overall trios in the NBA when you look at SGA, uh, Chet, and, of course, Jalen Williams. But just like we learned in kindergarten, uh, you don't just judge a book by its cover. Uh, that That's the wrong thing to do. So I said on this show yesterday, you don't watch the Knicks and often come away with a, a, a ton to complain about. Because as you mentioned, they're gritty, they fight hard, uh, they've got a really good team that is always going to compete on any given night. But Pat, 18 turnovers, yeah. 62 points in the paint, 
getting blitzed the way that they did in that first quarter and overall going down as many as 17 against a team that was on the second leg of a back-to-back where they just appear to be hungrier, more fierce. And I, I try to avoid this cliche as much as possible, but... I mean, at many points in that game, looked like they wanted it more. So to me, it all adds up uh, to the not what you want category. Again, before the game, can't be considered a bad loss. But considering how they played, I just thought that this was one that left a lot to be desired. The 18 turnovers and a lot of those, the self-inflicted variety. Most of those coming from their starters, which makes sense because Tom Thibodeau more than more than any other coach plays his starters big minutes, more than most coaches. I suspect we'll probably talk about Tom Thibodeau (laughs) and the minutes that he's giving certain members of his starting five as the show goes on. But you had five turnovers for Jalen Brunson. You had five for R.J. Barrett. Julius Randle with his customary three turnovers. Isaiah Hartenstein with a couple of turnovers. And and, and like I said, a lot of those were unforced errors, the self-inflicted wounds for the Knicks. And um, look... The Knicks have trouble. There's a couple of teams that... I mean, basically, the Knicks have trouble with good teams. Right? Can we agree on a basic premise? The Knicks this year, if you look at the record, against teams that are the top five or six teams in the NBA, the Knicks don't win many of those games. What the Knicks have done, and there's a lot of teams throughout NBA history that have ended up with 48, 49, 50 wins by beating every game the teams who you quote-unquote should beat. The tomato cans. The Knicks have done a good job this season of taking care of those types of opponents. And at the end of the year, if they continue to do so, they're going to be right there at 47, 48, 49 wins. Knicks have a tough time against, yes, good teams, but they have a tough time against teams with a lot of size and a lot of length. They also they also have a tough time against teams that are young and athletic and love to get up and down the floor. So this was not a good matchup for them last night. Well, well, I mean, good luck to them in the, the next two days uh, against or next two games, I should say, against teams who are young and athletic. More, more, uh, well, more, more Indiana than Orlando. Than Orlando. Orlando's similar to the Knicks. Yeah, but Indiana's going to give them a run f- uh, for their money, especially because you know the Knicks last night gave up 129 points. Indiana's the best scoring team uh, in the league right now, and that's going to be uh, an issue for them if they don't fix what they have going. For them on defense, but two guys I praised on this show yesterday, I thought had truly awful moments in that game. So if if you're watching, they get down by as many as 17 points. How did they get back into the game? Oklahoma City cooled off. The Knicks started hitting threes. Well, who were their two best three-point shooters yesterday? That would be Dante DiVincenzo and Emmanuel Quickly. So why on earth, with four minutes left in that game, Knicks down seven, would Thibodeau take IQ out? To me, that made no sense. And the answer can't be defense because they had the ball. They they, they had possession of the ball. And it was th- this is how bad it was. As I was tweeting that this was an awful decision for Tom Thibodeau. R.J. Barrett immediately throws the ball away. Then following that, he has a missed wide-open three that could have pulled them to within four. Then on the ensuing possession, on a closeout uh, to SGA, he's leaving Jalen Williams open for three. That essentially ended the game. So I thought it was terrible late-game management by Tom Thibodeau, taking out a guy who you could argue was the best player for the Knicks last night, efficiency-wise, in limited minutes, playing 24 uh, minutes, he scored 22 points. I just thought that that was a terrible decision by the head coach of this team, who on this show yesterday had nothing but love for it was a curious decision with four minutes to go at the time the Knicks were down seven 
Yep. It was 113 to 106 and quickly had a really good game going. He played 25 minutes. He scored 22 points. He was four for five from downtown. He's in a nice groove right now. He had 20 points in the Christmas Day game. He scored at least 20 in three of his last five games. And Barrett, you know, Barrett's up and down. Barrett was on a 10 to 15 game stretch where his shooting numbers were down. And then on Monday, he was the catalyst early. In the Christmas Day win, he set the tone against in the Bucks. Game. He yep. had 14 points in the first quarter. It was the good RJ. He was aggressive. He was taking it to the basket. His shot was falling. And then yesterday, across the board, the shooting numbers weren't there. He was five for 14 from the field. He was one for seven from downtown, and that was compounded by turning the ball over five times, which is not something you always get from him. So, when you contrast the way that the two players were playing in yesterday's game. It was a curious decision at that point. Now, look, the Knicks were down seven. But the, he was your best player at the point. It's not the even likely, curious. The it's likelihood of then coming back at that point was was slim. But it was a curious decision. Let's hear from Tom Thibodeau. He was asked after the game why he subbed quickly out for RJ with four minutes left. You know, like I said, there's you're going to finish with different guys. And it's what, you know, the game needs. Sometimes it's matchups. Sometimes it, someone's got it going. Sometimes you need size. You need, you know, you're, you're looking at the, your, how the switching you're doing. So, and you're asking, you know, guys to sacrifice because you can only put five out there. And so that's that's the way you roll with it. We need everyone. We need everyone to play well. So that's what we did. I, w- I will say this. That's an answer to a question, why would you play Barrett over quickly, like a generic question. That didn't necessarily answer the question, why did you put RJ in for quickly at that juncture? You only have five guys. Yeah, so you know what you should do, Tom? Put your five best guys out there, and that includes a guy who I just said was arguably your best when you consider what he had done in the limited minutes he played in 25, hitting four or five from downtown in a game that was so pivotal because you mentioned the Knicks struggling against good teams. Uh, They started, I guess, to turn the corner. They won that game in Phoenix. I know they're about average right now, but anytime you beat Katie and Booker on their home floor, that's a good win. Say what you want about the Lakers. Winning that game in LA is a good win. Beat Milwaukee on Christmas, so now you're starting to to build quite the resume that maybe things are changing. Losing that one was tough, and look, it's time to have a a big picture conversation on R.J. Barrett. It's year it five. Is? Yeah, it's we're, year we're, five. We're here? Big it's, picture? It's, it's year five. We know what he is. And I got dragged by a lot of Nick fans because I simply wouldn't acquiesce to lowering my standards for the number three overall pick in the draft. And people last year were, were hitting me with, he averaged 20 points a game. Yeah, so did 54 other guys. Go look it up. So here's my thing. There's The, the question is no longer... Is he the foundational piece on a contender? That ship has sailed. It's no longer an interesting conversation. To me, what we got to wonder is, should he be starting on this team anymore? I think that's a legitimate so conversation. So if that's a legitimate question, the the question I would ask back to you, if because on a certain level, clearly you think that he shouldn't be starting. So if he's not starting, who takes his spot in the starting lineup? I think Emmanuel quickly deserves that graduation. And I understand because I 
was conflicted with this at first. I have Nick fans who are friends who were telling me this for weeks, and I said, the reason why you don't do that is because he is such a strength on that bench, and you've got one of the best bench units in the NBA, so you don't want to take away from that. You want to keep his spark. He's great being the primary scorer, and you're going to take shots away from him if he's sharing the floor with both uh, Brunson and Randall. But at this point, I just think he's the better option. And yes, there's a size disadvantage to it, but I think he could hold his own to some degree defensively. It's just that and, and RJ, I'm not saying he's a scrub. Obviously, he can ball. We've seen it. It's just not consistent enough for us to keep having the same conversation every single year. Oh, is this the year he takes the jump? Is, is this the time he gets to the next level? Uh, it, that ship has sailed. And the numbers show it. You can't start quickly Instead of Barrett, and then call it a day, and be like, "Okay, this is who I'm rolling out with." You can't do that. No, you can you can experiment with it. See, see, you can't start Brunson and DiVincenzo and quickly. At, at a certain point, you ha- and you did mention this. At a certain point, you have to take into account what you're going to do defensively, and not that Barrett's a lockdown defensive player, but he's but got six six. He's, he's got a great body. If look. If you want to have the conversation of taking R.J. Barrett out of the starting lineup, the only guy from that Knicks bench right now that you could put in for him is Josh Hart. Josh Hart. Hart. That's the conversation. And he's a great rebounder. I get it. But quickly, what what quickly does for that unit is he provides more spacing. Because Jalen and and Randall clearly can can hit from the outside. But Randall's not hitting from the outside this year. No, but he can. I'm saying like he can. Like we've seen it. We've seen it. We haven't seen it this year. This year. He hasn't been as efficient. He hasn't as shot he sh- a lot, and, yeah. now, and even on a night like last night, but you're he, actually he shot make four. He was one that, for four. You're actually going to make okay. the point that I was about to make. We know that Brunson and Randall can hit from the outside. Brunson's having a career year from beyond the arc. Uh, but so is DiVincenzo. They're at their best. Uh, to me, they're at their best when they're penetrating, operating in the lane. Jalen's like mastered that, you know, coming off of a screen, hitting that that jumper, and Randall can just bang down low. Uh, having shooting around those guys to me puts them in best position to to be offensively effective. Uh, but I understand your point about Josh Hart because he's a he's plays bigger than what he is. He's a solid rebounder. He gives you excellent defense. Uh, but it something has to be done. You got to tinker with this. Something has to be done. You're 17 and 13, and you think you need to change you know, up the starting not, five. I'm not hitting the panic button, but I think it's clear we can see uh, that R.J. Barrett should be going to the bench. Here, I, I don't. I don't agree with that. I don't agree that it's How? clear that he should be going to the bench. He's hurting them. He he hurt them last he, night. So here's the thing: October, uh, and I pulled up the numbers. Uh, October played four games. Played great. He, he was giving you 21 points, 45% shooting from the field, 42%. 42 from three. From three. Since then, he's down to 18 a game, 41% from the field. And in December, he's shooting 25% from three. So whatever it is, the migraines, the knee injury. But he hasn't been the same since the migraines. Seen, yes, he hasn't. We've seen a regression. Unfortunately, it's a regression to the mean because it, it's not like this year's an aberration. We've seen RJ hit the, the highest of heights that, that had us all excited. Okay, this is the player he's supposed to be. Nick fans are like, y'all should be apologizing to him for being critical. And then he flatlines again. And, and flatline, I mean, again, re- regressing to the mean. He's not a, a bad player. I don't I don't want to, you know, have people think that that's what I'm saying about him. I just, he's not living up to the expectation. And I think it's time to uh, experiment with bringing him off the bench. I think you have to 
make a distinction between living up to expectations, okay, and not being good enough to be a member of the starting five. Like, you don't have to, like, who who do we think of the best third overall pick in NBA history? Also happens to be the best player in NBA Second history, best. and that was Michael Jordan. Second. It, it's R.J. Barrett doesn't have to be that, to be in the starting five. I, I hear you that as a number three overall pick in the 2019 draft, it's fair to want more efficiency than what you're getting from and more, RJ Barrett. Not just efficiency, but impact. Like you watch young players. That being said, that because he's not giving you what you want commensurate to where he was picked, doesn't mean that he's not good enough to be in the starting five. But it also has to make Nick fans feel so demoralized because just imagine he had given you what you expected from the number three overall pick and just go recent memory Embiid, Jalen Brown, Luka, Tatum. You can't say it's unfair. These were guys selected number three overall. Yeah. Uh, so in that conversation with those guys, how about SGA, right? Like he's not the third overall pick. He was taken uh, 11th, 11th uh, in 2018. But if R.J. Barrett had been able to ascend to that level where he's an apex level, you know, franchise changing player... Becky Hammond is not saying what he said, what she said last week about, you know, you can't win because Jalen Brunson's not the dude, because you have the dude, and it's RJ Barrett. You drafted number three overall. He's the difference between you being what you are now with a ceiling of round two versus a contender, because if he had popped like we thought he would, the Knicks would be a contender. If you're going to cite that R.J. Barrett is following a similar pattern now than what he has throughout his entire career, then you also have to recognize that throughout his entire career, he's been an incredibly streaky player. He has gone through stretches like this where he's not been efficient and not been as impactful, but then he's also gone on a heater for a month to six weeks at a time. But you can't trust that. It's happened every single year. Just like this has happened every yeah. year, that's happened every but that, year. But that's not a good thing, Pat. But it's the, not the it's not an ideal thing, but this is what we're seeing right now, this is not who RJ Barrett is. You have to look at who RJ Barrett it's, it's is exactly as a totality. Who, it's the, the, exactly the, the tough, who he is. No, he's the, inconsistent. no, not right now though. Right now he's not inconsistent. Right now he's consistently subpar. And then he'll follow it up by by, by going being on a terrific heater. for six weeks. Okay, but then there's gonna be that regression to the mean. This is who he is. He's consistently inconsistent. So you could phrase it how you want. It, the fact that this is what you're getting production-wise from the number three overall pick in the draft is what separates you from being an upper echelon team versus the one that we think can win a round, uh, but we know can only max out at, at winning uh, that one round and getting to round two. There comes a point in time in all sports where people have to stop comparing players to where they were picked. He was picked third. If you re-litigated that draft, is he picked third? No. Probably not. Is he picked in the top ten? Absolutely. And also... The other, and this is just a sidebar, but I've done this exercise before. Why don't we look at the totality of the career for R.J. Barrett compared to the two guys who were picked ahead of him? Oh, Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson has played what a, a year and a half. But you still would take Zion over R.J. Barrett, would you? Yes, absolutely. Would you? In a heartbeat. Why? Without question. Why? Because there's he's nothing to be said for because playing every single day no. for five he's straight better. years. Stop of course, he's, he's better. better. When he's on the court, he's, he's better. better. Okay. When he's sitting on the bench, he's not better. Yeah, and I'm banking. And when John on... Morant's in the car getting suspended and torpedoing his entire team season because of off better. the court issues, Miles but better. when he's when he's torpedoing his team season, he's mm-hmm. not better. And then when he plays 
plays. He's better. Four, he's averaging 30 and he's they're 4-0. He's better when he plays. When he plays. He played you, a never, season, you know what you never have to say about RJ? He was an MVP RJ? candidate and they were the number two seed in the Western Conference. Which is, which I know what he was. They lost in the first round both times. RJ got past the first round last year. Oh, because he was not the bus driver. He wasn't the bus driver. Don't give me RJ Barrett got past the first round last year. He got past the first round. Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle are on this team. Did you not watch the Cleveland series? He's the third option He wasn't in the Cleveland series. He was the second best oh player in the Cleveland series. Are, are you kidding me? Go look We're it gonna up. sit here and, and hold John Morant accountable no, no, for not no. getting out the first aside. round. Put, put John Morant Jama, aside. Put RJ Barrett on those Grizzlies teams. RJ Barrett last year in the Cleveland series was the Knicks' second best offensive option. No question about it. Randall was playing on a sprained ankle, which he re-injured in Game Five and missed the second half of Game Five. Barrett was bad in Games One and Two. Yes. They came to the Garden on that Friday so he night. Good, he was terrific in the first half. In the first, in the first he half, played of that three game. good games, and now they this. only played five. This is the same series where you just told me yesterday that Game Five, <laughs> when the series saying, was already wrapped up, just was the biggest win was, of the series for the Knicks. But you just said he was terrific in that series, and then followed he it up by saying in that he series. was bad in the first two games of the five-game series. And when, he was when Barrett in. turned his game around, oh, the man. Knicks turned that series around. How do you look in Game Six against Miami? He didn't look good. Okay. But that's my point. He can be terrific for stretches. Yes. There's always that's not going your point. to be your point that, that you said regression is that, to the mean. But he's, he's, he's below the mean now. Now there's going to be the other way towards the mean, the upswing towards the mean. Okay. That's and, coming. It comes every single year. All right. He's and consistently inconsistent, Ty. Had this guy blossomed into the player that every Knicks fan thought they were getting with the number three pick in the draft, we would not be having a conversation about, oh, who's the next superstar that has to come available for us to trade multiple first-round picks for that guy. We would not be talking about that. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I have something to say. It's probably a good time to say this, that this Knicks recap on 98.7 ESPN is driven by Ramsey Mazda. Let me also say this. R.J. Barrett, if you want to say that the ship has sailed on him being the impact player that you would hope for from the third overall pick in the draft, okay. But if you want to say what you did earlier, the ship has sailed on him being a starter in the NBA? No, I didn't say that. You I did said, say no, that. No, I said the ship has sailed on the conversation of him being a foundational piece on a contender. I think the more interesting conversation... What, 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 is, your, what is your definition of a foundational piece on a contender? Like the first or second best player on a championship team. Okay. But I, I said the more interesting conversation is whether or not he should be sent to the bench, which right now I would be in favor of. Uh, bringing Emmanuel quickly into the starting lineup, who's been a better player this year, unquestioned. Or to your point, uh, because you're compromising so much size-wise, maybe it's Josh Hart. Either way, I think there's a better option right now, given the two-month sample size, that there he, this guy needs to go to the bench in favor of someone else. If you send Barrett to the bench, is it primarily because of the production that he is or is not giving you on offense? Yes. Okay, so then then the Josh Hart comparison is an ad. Because Hart's, uh, you, you want to tell me quickly he's a better offensive player? Yes. Okay, but then there's the size issue. But if you want to replace R.J. Barrett with Josh Hart, Josh Hart's not giving you more offensive he's production not. than R.J. No, no, Barrett? No, ceiling is not what, So then what you're just RJ's taking Barrett out but, for the sake of taking him out. But I would take him out for quickly. The reason why I, I was a proponent of, of, of Hart was because you made a fair point in that the, the size, you're going to get bludgeoned, especially 
especially when you're running out three guards with DiVincenzo uh, quickly. You want quickly to start, and, you got to put him in for DiVincenzo. You can't put him in for R.J. Barrett. You can't start DiVincenzo and Barrett, and, and excuse me, you can't start DiVincenzo quickly and Brunson. It doesn't make sense. You got to find a way to get somebody else in there who's going to be more productive. That's my point. This is how the team is constructed, and it all and goes not, back to not that DiVincenzo has been a bad addition, but this is what they gave up. When they gave up size and Obi Toppin and replaced him with another six four guy and Dante and he, Divincenzo, and he's been excellent. He has been he excellent. Was, he was great again last Something's night. Something's got to give because there's you're not taking Brunson off the floor. No, of course you're not. not taking the center off the floor, and you're not taking and you're not Randall taking there. Julius off the floor. So there's two spots left. So and two you got, and three has to you got to figure out. it out for quickly and for Hart and for Barrett and for Divincenzo. And if you want to mention his name, Quentin Grimes as well. Is there a single Nick fan last night watching that game that felt good when they saw quickly leaving the floor and R.J. Barrett coming onto the no, floor? No, but you have to acknowledge the fact that you are basing that last statement on last night's game. No, it's on five years of evidence that this guy is not what we thought he was going to be. Five years. That doesn't mean he's not a starting player in the NBA maybe, on this team. Maybe he was the second. I, I, he was the second best player in the playoffs last year for a team that went to the second round. It was two games away from the conference finals. Okay, Pat. And look what you did. You, <laughs> okay. You look what you did. Your nonsense lit up lit up the call screen. We might as well take some of these calls. The uh, Knicks recap. Driven by Ramsey Mazda. It's the experience of driving a new Mazda and buying a new Mazda from Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Hey, it's Michael K. I love when I get to talk about my friends at PC Richard & Son. It's a local company, family-owned. I trust them for my appliances, TVs, electronics, and a good night's sleep, too. Their experts use a four-step mattress fitting process to find you the right pillow, the right comfort, the right technology, and the right adjustable base so that your new bed fits you perfectly. They guarantee it. And free in-home delivery on all mattresses, $199 and up. So do what I do. Get to PC Richard & Son, the local company you can trust for your new mattress. Come in to Mercedes-Benz of New Rochelle for incredible offers and exceptional service. Now through January 2nd, do not miss great offers like two years of complimentary prepaid maintenance and new lease and finance incentives on 2023 E-Classes and 2024 GLEs. Special lease incentives available on all electric cars. $7,500 lease bonus. Plus, they have a large selection of new and pre-owned cars available for immediate delivery. MB New Rochelle has new at-home or at-work mobile service available to our local customers anytime. Let them come to you from any routine service items. Call to schedule. Stop by their show or visit them online at mbnewrochelle.com. Mercedes-Benz and New Rochelle, proud member of the Pepe Auto Group, the name you've trusted since 1968. Don LaGreca here for Ramsey Mazda. This is the season, the season to save at Ramsey Mazda during the season of Inspiration Sales Event. Like a new 2024 Mazda CX-5 for $279 a month or buy and get 0% financing and no payments for 90 days. Find your new Mazda now at Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Call 833-853-2970 for details. Zero security deposit. VIN RN173698. MSRP 32560. Tax title registration extra ends 1224. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. 
Tennessee, Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. No yes this week. I got to be honest. I'm looking at the TV monitor right now, and on yes instead of us is a replay of last night's Nets-Bucks game. If I'm being honest, I would rather watch what we've got going on in here right now than a live Brooklyn Nets basketball game. <laughs> this is far more entertaining. Especially if they're not playing anybody. Give me a break. Where are these cameras this week? If they're, Especially if they're not they're playing the, the good right. players that they do have. Right. Let's go to the phones. we got them lined up here. 1-800-919-3776. We'll start off with Spike in St. Pete. Spike, what's going on? Well, first of all, I got to thank you. Uh, just listen for a second, both of you. This comes from uh, someone who's watched a lot of basketball. That was as good a radio as I've heard in a long, long time. It was passionate. You were both right on many fronts. And let me let me just uh, dissect it a little bit from what I saw last night. First of all, SGA was, what, 11, and some teams passed on him. He's great, and he played with Vanderbilt. I got over some figures. I made an error. I gave you some bad information yesterday. I'm going to fix it. But uh, he does push off with his left hand and gets away with it. And uh, Greg Maddox said, man, if they're giving me the strike, I'm taking it. He's a great ball player. That's a tough team. They're well coached by a guy that had UConn affiliations, came up through the G League, D League, whatever. And uh, that's tough. When you turn the ball over four times, it's like uh, going to a Polish bakery for the pastries at Easter. I mean, 18 to 4, you can't win. Yeah. The Knicks out rebounded them. Tibbs is not a great in game coach. He made an error. Wouldn't have made the difference for us. It just wouldn't have. They outplayed us, and, and I could say us for Pat anyway. Uh, Laker boy. Anyway, so, so here's what I saw. You could argue all day long. Uh, my friend Jose is a big R.J. Barrett guy. R.J. Barrett could be a Tony Allen type of player, not defensively. He could be 10, 15 I was years just in the say, league. Tony Allen, was never... gar- uh, Tony Allen was guarding Kobe in uh, he's also much, NBA he's Finals. He's also much better than Tony Allen no, offensively. No, no, offensively, no, but I'm defensively, saying, he's not, it's saying, not even close. No, my, 
my point is he could be in the league 10, 15 years and never make an all-star game. His, def- his defense, somehow, they got film on him, as they say in the tape, better. After his first, second year, he was much better his first couple of years defensively because he's long. But substituting quickly for him, uh, it's not a bad idea on a trial basis, and I'll tell you why. Among uh, Manuel quickly, maybe because his arms are as long as Tayshaun Prince, proportionately, he may be the best rebounding 6-1 guy I've ever seen. He's got a nose for the ball. It's it's just a moot point. The Knicks aren't good enough. And I'll leave you with this, and this is just wonderful for an old guy like that to hear two guys that are terrific. You're really both terrific, and putting the two of you together for a basketball show would, would fill my fantasies up. But I'll leave you with this. The, the, the East is pretty simple. You got the two teams at the top, Billy Powell be third, four through sevens laid out, and the Knicks are going to see the other two teams shortly, Indiana being at the bottom. Orlando's going to be a bear. And flying into Indiana where they're playing against the Pacers, who play, we used to call it in Brooklyn, tear-ass basketball, where the defensive coach doesn't work for me because Obi Toppin still can't turn his head. So <laughs> I'll leave you with this. This has been great, great basketball fodder. The Knicks will win the same amount of games this year. They will beat Cleveland again in the first rounds, and then they're done until they be patient and wait for the right piece. It's not there yet, boys. All of that is possible, Spike. Thanks, as always, for the call. Do, do you... I agree with his assessment of RJ. I would imagine you do too. He could have a ten, not necessarily Tony Allen comp, but a ten to fifteen year career and no All Star games. Yeah, I mean that's 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 what you have to bet on right now. And if you if he wasn't picked third and you're not hung up on where he picks, that ma- that's that a can, fine career. Stop at a certain like point, your no, draft status at a certain doesn't point, matter. He wasn't of course just it picked. Matters. He wasn't just picked last year. But of course, the your first draft year, the matters. second year, it matters a little bit. By year six, it doesn't matter. Yes, it does. It does not anymore. You can't compare somebody because if a, to if where a guy is drafted fifty sixth overall and doesn't pop and become an All Star. Are, are we panicking about that? So, no, so because Nikola he wasn't Jokic, expected to do Nikola that. Nikola Jokic, who was picked 41st, if he was picked in the top 10, he would have somehow be putting together a worse career? His career is enhanced because of where he was picked? No. Well, yes, it is enhanced. because the, He's the, the, still the best player in the sport. Yeah, but the, the beauty in what has become of his career is that we didn't expect it, and bam, he's a two-time MVP, he's a, he's a finals uh, MVP, he's a champion. So yes, that does enhance. That was the beauty when he was starting your, to put together his career. Now, now that he is where he is, that's not even a big factor no, anymore. No, it's part of his story. But it's just, part of his story, but it's not a big factor. dismiss the draft status. I'm not dismissing. I'm just saying it's it not does. a huge factor. Let's go to Ray in Brooklyn. What's up, Ray? Nope. Did we lose Ray? Sounds like we did. How about Artie in Brooklyn? We'll stay in Brooklyn. Artie, what's up? Hey, guys. Thanks for the call. You know, um, I understand trying to replace Quickly's offense with um, with RJ, but... Like you said, the, 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 it's replacing a, a forward with a guard. You're going to have a problem with size. If you're going to go with Hart, you can't say that Hart right now gives you better offense than RJ. I, I think he does. He does not. Hart, Hart does, he does He's not. not that kind of player. Hart's not averaging 18 okay, points a game. He's never yeah, sniffed that in not, his career. And you're not like drawing up plays to, to get Hart going. But what we tried to figure out during the break, Artie, and we'll keep you on for this, was uh, I, I went with Hartenstein, Randall, Hart, Quickly, and Brunson. So you're sending right. DiVincenzo back to the bench, even though he's you know he's right. on a heater right now. But you're replacing it with with more size to help you overcome that deficit in your backcourt. But then you're overhauling forty percent of your starting lineup for a team that's 
17 and 13, and you're reacting to a road loss but to the team with the one. fifth best I, I, record in the, the NBA. This is what keeps upsetting me. It's not just the one loss I'm talking about. We weren't, talking about, this. We weren't talking about this after Barrett scored 21 on Christmas. Yes, but then he reverted back to who so he's been. So we're, we're reacting to yesterday's game. No, it's in addition to yesterday's game. Artie, I'm sorry. Continue. No, no, but... I guess in, in basketball, you, when you're when you're when you're going good, when RJ's going good, you could keep him on, and then when you could see that he's not going good, you could go in with that rotation when you put quickly as the as the two guard, and then you go with that rotation also. That's all coaching, right? Because because you stay, it's it's it's, all, it's that saying. It's not who starts; it's who finishes. And I think like right now, I think the frustrating part is that you're seeing the Knicks go to a certain level. But with the team that they have right now, and I talked to you guys about getting Donovan Mitchell, you know, more offense or whatever, um, you you could only go so far, and it's frustrating. And you wish that RJ was playing to a third pick. Exactly but my him point. Coming out, Thank you knew you. you knew that unless he uh, fixed his shooting, because he wasn't a good shooter in Duke either. You knew you weren't getting one of those top two, you know, top two talents that you have in Morant and and. Um, and oh my God! And Zion, and, Zion, uh, Zion. But it, it's understandable you forgot his name. He rarely out, plays. You you could really go out and get Zion. Would you guys do that? I would do it instead yeah. of getting Donovan. Yeah, I yeah. probably would too. I would do that begrudgingly. <laughs> I would do that. It would be a risk though. But because you're at, you're at the certain you're, and we talked about this. You're at the point now. There aren't that many moves. If Zion is healthy then he clearly enhances your team. And, and he's got more size. You know, the one thing about Donovan Mitchell, and I would get him also, and he would make you a better team. But the one thing you don't like about that is there's a little bit of a redundancy with Jalen Brunson, a smallish guard who's got the ball in his hands a lot, and there's a little bit of an overlap there. Zion Williamson gives you something that you don't have. Which is why the DeJounte Murray trade, while on paper it might sound fascinating, I'm not in love with that either because I just don't feel like that's a significant enough upgrade uh, to, to mortgage some of these assets that you have that you can retain to go out there and get a bigger fish. But... Uh, I, I, it's not just a simply reacting to what we saw last night. It, it's something that has been brewing for years now. For you. And I uh, gave him credit because he did have a hot start. And I did watch him and say, well, uh, maybe he is proving us all wrong. Who, who, who doubted he could, could become this player? But it was, no, it's year five of something that you, you've been doing for your entire career. And it's you play to a certain level that gets people all excited and they start to wonder about how this changes the perception of the team. If you can be this good and then you revert back to what you've always been. And that's a, an inconsistent player. Inconsistent player who gives you 19 points per game throughout his career has yeah. stretches where he's plays at a borderline all-star level and a stretches that he's in right now where he doesn't shoot the ball well for a long period of time but here, here's the thing about quickly and if you want to plug him into the starting lineup the two scenarios during quickly's career during which he has enjoyed the most success are number one obviously coming off the bench and playing against other teams bench units and then you want to point to the end of last season when he had huge games remember he had that huge game in Boston, Boston on that Sunday yeah. night he had a huge game against the Lakers on a nationally televised game in LA yep in the starting five he was starting in place of Brunson that was when Brunson was out of the lineup towards the end of last regular season so my point is this the only success that quickly has had as a starter with the Knicks is in that point guard role 
that's not available to him right now because we're obviously not replacing Jalen Brunson with Emmanuel Quickly. So the argument for putting Quickly I mean, in the starting... I mean, we've seen lineups with Brunson and Quickly in the backcourt. Yeah, for, for, for a limited amount that. of time, not it's, at the start of the game. Okay, but especially in crunch time, which to the caller um, point earlier, I, I forget who made it, but he said, it's really not about how you start, it's about how you finish. Last night it was about how you start. That's the argument for me. The argument for me is how they finished the game last night. Taking uh, Quickly out with four minutes to go, and replacing it with R.J. Barrett is not a move I would have made. I just think you're coming across as an R.J. Barrett truther. And, and now... An R.J. Barrett truther. Yeah. So does that mean I'm telling the truth about R.J. Barrett? No, it sounds like it, you're trying to give me a compliment, but nah, I don't think you, you are. You're going out of your way to find the silver lining and, and oh, he he's going to get better. This is... You're overreacting to, to the point I, where I now think saying that R.J. Barrett should start is an overreaction. That draft status doesn't matter in how we evaluate a player? I really? think there's two separate things at work here. Is he going to be... You know, playing at a level that you would expect or hope from a number three pick. No. Okay, and that's the problem. Is he? That's the problem. Is he though. a starter Can on we a team? Is he that, a... that first part is a problem? Yeah, I already have. Okay, thank it, you. It's 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 unfortunate. But you also try to make the case draft status doesn't matter. Not when you're talking about your spot in the starting lineup. Just because he's not going to reach that height doesn't mean he doesn't deserve to start. I, I it's didn't two say, different things. I didn't say that. That means he doesn't deserve to so start. You, he's so struggling, right? He's been struggling. He is for struggling. Two months. He's struggling. His he's way, struggling for two not months. Not two months. Didn't, he's struggling for about I a month just, and a half. I just gave you the numbers. What I it understand what the October versus what it was in November and December. And by the way... He missed the first couple by weeks the way, of November. And he was good the first week of November. Who, he missed the second week of November. Guess who, so we're talking about a month and a half. Guess who, guess who was held accountable for struggling and was sent to the bench? Quentin Grimes. So if, if we're in the business of relegating guys who aren't as productive as we want them to be, so we send them to the bench. Quentin Grimes. Why does the buck buck stop there? Quentin Grimes was averaging five points a game and had shot one free throw in two months. You're, you can't compare Quentin Grimes' production to R.J. Barrett's, no, RJ... who leads the team in free throw attempts oh, and averages goodness. 19 points a game. You can't compare the two. Happy holidays from Bay Ridge Honda, your go-to Honda dealer serving the five boroughs of New York. Their year-end price drop is counting down now. They have over 200 new 2024 Honda models in stock, all priced below MSRP. Shop Bay Ridge Honda, a 2022 President's Award winner at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. Must take same-day delivery. MSRP discounts not available on future or pre-sold inventory. See dealer for details. Ends 1230 Hey, when I'm getting ready for a game, I have to be prepared. I have my lineup cards, the latest team stats, and of course, my mug of Bigelow tea. For me, it's Bigelow Earl Grey with a smooth taste that keeps my voice in peak condition, even when the game goes into extra innings. I refuse to settle, and neither should you. No matter how hectic your day gets, grab your favorite Bigelow tea, take a moment just for you. So grab a mug of your favorite Bigelow tea, join the millions of fans that make Bigelow number one in New York. Bigelow tea, the official hot tea of the New York Yankees. It's Don LaGreca here for Ramsey Mazda. This is the season, the season to save at Ramsey Mazda during the season of Inspiration Sales Event, like a new 2024 Mazda CX-90 for $399 a month or a new 2024 Mazda CX-30 for $199 a month. Find your new Mazda now at Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Call 833-853-2970 for details. Zero security deposit. VIN R1138486 and RM614713. MSRP 41045 26,645. Tax, title, registration extra ends 1224. 
Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. We do have football tonight. Is that correct? Jets. We do. Jets in Cleveland. It doesn't feel like game game day. Usually, like I get that sensation. Now I've I've got angst, can, can, anticipation, but it doesn't feel that way today. What sort of odds? We're gonna have Rich Samini on at four o'clock, by the way, to preview tonight's Jets Browns game, which you can hear right after us. <laughs> that sounds super sarcastic. Rich has got an awesome piece out this morning. That, <laughs> he does. I mean, it's good. A sad piece. It's it's kinda, <laughs> it was a, it was a tragedy. It's like an obituary, man. Just... Recommend uh, reading it on ESPN.com. We'll ask him about it as well. So we'll have him on at four. What odds would you have gotten at the beginning of this season? This is you know with all the Aaron Rodgers hype and looking at the Jets schedule and you look week 17 Thursday night game Jets Browns the K show is going to be leading right into our coverage of that game and the entire first hour <laughs> it's all Knicks. is all Knicks <laughs> <laughs> well this is I mean this was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers versus Deshaun Watson two of the best defenses of football you know, battling for wild card spots because you gave the Ravens the NFC North, you gave the the Bills uh, or the Dolphins the AFC East. So this was this was a huge game. And it still is for Cleveland. <laughs> and Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Uh, or, or although uh, Pat, at some point, Anthony, is going to argue that um, Week Two's win for Cleveland is bigger than tonight when they clinch a playoff. Break. Watch a playoff series. Watch one. <laughs> Let's go back to the phones. Let's uh, continue this Knicks conversation. 1-800-919-3776. Mike on Long Island. What's up, Mike? Pat, how you doing? Uh, Pat, this is actually uh, Mike from Brooklyn Lawn Tech. Oh, what's up, Mike? How you doing? Good to hear from you. Good, good, good. Um, first of all, I'm very proud of all your success. I'm rooting for you. Uh, it's good to see you everywhere. Um, but I want to talk about R.J. Barrett. Um, i got to disagree with you. Uh, R.J. Is, uh, is a tough watch at this point because you never know what you're going to get. Um, you can pencil in Julius Randle. There's 20 and 10. You know, you know Jalen's going to get um, at least 20. But you never know what you're going to get from R.J. And it's hard to, to game plan as a coach. You don't know what you're going to get out of what's supposed to be your third member of your big three. Um, we really have a 2.5. Um, if uh, I'm Leon Rose, I'm looking to try to trade RJ before his uh, trade value goes down. It's not a, we know it's not a great fit with him and Randall together. They're very similar in how they go offensively. Uh, RJ really hasn't improved since his rookie year. I would try to take him, maybe a pick, and see what I can do and try to get uh, OG out of uh, Toronto. You need a 3 and D guy, someone who can extend the uh, – um, the offense um, create more room for Randall and Brunson to operate. RJ and a pick for OG. You think to, you think that's yep. uh, satiating the hunger uh, of the Raptor, uh, Raptors? Well, brass? Ba- based on what they turned down last year, I would say it's going to take more. And, and based on having seen OG Ananobi in person twice this year, I, I think that's a fair trade. <laughs> I don't think he's that much more of an upgrade. Of I mean, he had RJ a good Barrett. game last night. Last I, night he had twenty six points. The the Raptors and the Knicks are going to be making any trades anytime soon because of Masai. Yeah, just uh, all, all the all the things that's going on right now. Oh, that's right the uh, the the lawsuit. Yes, <laughs> yeah. of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, OG Ananobi's a guy whose reputation has gotten uh, enhanced by what Toronto has not accepted for him. 
He's a solid player. He's a solid He's player. He's a dude. So on Twitter... Uh, He's someone, not a significant upgrade over RJ. Someone just asked you if you want to punch me right in the face. If I want to punch you. Yeah. Well, I, that I did before I walked into the studio today. You wanted to punch me in the Has face? Has nothing to do with this conversation. You got riled up, though. I like this, this side of you. You do? Because we don't get it on, you know, Knicks pre and post. Well, Knicks pre and post. Rangers pre and post. It would be kind of weird if I was, you know, ranting I, no, and raving like this on Knicks pre and post. I think you just start screaming, defending RJ Barrett to start the, the, the Knicks pregame show. Usually, I'm by myself when I'm hosting these shows. It would be weird if I were arguing like this with myself. So it's nice to have a little punching bag in the studio. I mean, with me. listen, I was telling Anthony, I was after that first segment, I was worried. I'm like, are these guys about to stop scrapping in the studio? <laughs> over RJ Barrett? Come on, man. Uh, yeah, over RJ Barrett, uh, who might be like the fourth or fifth, be- fifth best player on this team when everyone's healthy. Fourth or fifth best player. I thought he shouldn't be in the starting lineup. It sounds like he's got a spot in the starting lineup. If he's... Well, that doesn't mean that, uh, you don't play your five best players. Obviously, fit has to matter. And, and chemistry and fit has to matter unless you want to start three guys that are six four I or just under. I said we can send uh, Dante back All to right. the bench. That's right. He we can gonna... give you some firepower because you complain, Josh Hart. He's, he's hitting fifty four percent of his threes as a starter. So let's send him back to the bench. Yeah, RJ Barrett is shooting a thirty one or twenty five percent from three. So let's keep running him out there. Uh, oh for seven, or what did he finish? One of eight last night because he finally one hit for a three. seven. He did hit one after uh, yeah, after the game was already after over. he put him back in. Let's uh, <laughs> let's go to Antonio in Brooklyn, Antonio. How you doing, guys? Happy holidays. You Way too. to hold down the show. Um, I agree with both of you. Um, I think Tibbs made a wrong decision by taking quickly out at that moment. The momentum has shifted towards the Knicks. They were moving the ball. He was shooting great. You bring in R.J. Barrett, it changes the dynamics of the game. He missed a shot. Yeah, he threw the ball away, and that's what really killed the game. But overall, the Knicks look great. They're a great team to watch. They definitely need another big in there. Um and uh, also, um, you know, these guys are holding it down, and it was amazing hearing you argue back and forth about the Knicks because it reminded me with my boys when the bomb squad was around. <laughs> the ladies, so anyway, Knicks. Happy Love that. You too, Antonio. Huh? Thanks a lot. The bomb squad. Rod Strickland and uh, Trent Tucker and the late 80s Knicks. Rick Pitino was their coach. What's my that bet. Pitino guy up to now? Yeah, he's, he's doing big things with uh, St. John. They're on their way. They're on their way. Experience the all-new genesis of White Plains, where our guests are everything. Take advantage of incredible holiday lease and finance offers on available 2023 models, including the all-electric GV60 SUV, with a full selection of gasoline and EV models in both sedan and SUV. It's easy to find just the right vehicle. And they have a full selection of excellent Genesis-certified pre-owned vehicles. Visit genesisofwhiteplains.com or their 40-car, climate-controlled, modern showroom located in the heart of Westchester County at 300 Central Avenue. Genesis of White Plains, the newest member of the Pepe Auto Group, the name you've trusted since 1968. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoons starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.